Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. OneFootDown.com and the OFT Podcast proudly bring to you The Beat on Notre Dame's Beat with Philip Goff. Let's go! So next up we have a highly anticipated guest in Joshua Voles covering Notre Dame sports for One Foot Down. How's it going, Josh? Oh man, I am... Uh, I, I Actually, I was not having a great day today, but, uh, but seeing your beautiful face and, and being able to talk to you perked me right up. Awesome. Yeah. For, I haven't I actually haven't, I haven't, Josh and I haven't seen each other since pre COVID, um, which is, yeah. a, is a bummer, but I'm going to get back to South Bend this fall um, with potentially a baby in my arms. Um, we'll, see if my <laughs> wife, we'll see if my wife lets me bring the baby tailgating. Um, that's a, that's a coin flip right now, but I'm excited to see you in the fall. I, I can, I can tell you this. We tried it once and uh, I, how'd that go? Oh, I was on the phone like all week long with Notre Dame ushers and all that, trying to find a nursing room. This was back in like 2000 and you know, like 2010. And I was trying to find a nursing room so my wife could go pump or, you know, just do it, you know, doing all that stuff. And so I had it planned out meticulously like all week long about where the car was going to be at and where, she, you know, she could go to do all that. And, and, it all just like blew up in our faces before the the trip. So we didn't do that. But <laughs> so I spent all, but I know like coming with a baby, anytime I see anybody at the games with a baby, I'm just looking at them like, you guys are the real champs. Like, you guys are the real champs. Cause I know how much of the like fly by the seat of the pants I, guy I am. I can kind of deal with whatever. But with that, I was like really searching for, you know, the best route and it just kept feeling like everything was going to be too much of a headache and finally i just like quit like no <laughs> way so, maybe, so seeing people maybe there, there with them was like you, you guys are heroes maybe it'd be just be me regardless baby's not coming into the game she'll just maybe have her first, <laughs> maybe she'll have her first tailgate you know maybe she'll just you know do uh do so do one baby dunkaroo and then we'll send her on our way yeah, well, hey, that's that's a, always a good option too. <laughs> awesome. Um, so let's just before we dive in here, um, I know probably everyone listening here knows where to find you, but just in case they don't, where can they find you on Twitter and online? Yeah, you can uh, at one foot down on Twitter. My my personal account, aka the burner uh, at the Subway Domer. It feels like I, I never use that for much of anything anymore. Um, and then obviously go over to onefootdown.com. We're on Instagram. One foot down. We're on TikTok. Hell, I might even be on Snapchat. You know, I think I just use that to, just to, just to track my daughter, see where see where she's at. So we're kind of everywhere. I'm just using the words one foot down, you'll find it. Except for Spotify, I think if you look for the OFT One Foot Down podcast, there's a band called One Foot Down, which we should really start talking to lawyers. I don't, I'm not sure. Are we sure are we sure that's not Brandon and Jude's uh, cover band? 
If it is, then I'm going to be angry that I wasn't invited because I could play <laughs> a mean banjo drunk. Well, we'll hopefully we'll get to that story later because we've got a lot to dive into today. Um, but the the first thing that I like to know as I'm, as I'm bringing guests on here is, was there a specific age in which sports really started to take over your brain? You know, having been a, a loyal listener, I've kind of given that a little bit of a thought over the last ones. And I really can't pinpoint it exactly. Like, I remember being like, I remember being disinterested in watching sports on TV for actually quite a long time, but was always playing it. You know, I'm, I'm 44. So it, it was a whole different world of growing up and, you know, the, all the video games weren't there. I mean, even, you know, six, seven years old, maybe Atari or whatnot. Some, somebody might've had it or a Commodore or whatever. Uh, but you know, we were all constantly playing something outside, whether it was softball, soccer, football. Uh, I mean, so we were constantly, I loved sports and I loved playing them, but I just was not interested as a kid watching them. And I do, I remember the first time that I ever kind of like really remember watching football on TV. It's kind of strange, but uh, my dad had, had a Colts game on and I watched like three plays. And in all three plays, it was basically just a running back dive and a big pile up. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I just, I walked out of the room and I was done with it. But <clears throat> really, I would say probably in 1987, I really started paying more attention to college basketball and, co and college football. My grandmother, um, huge Indiana Hoosiers basketball fan. And really my first love was probably IU basketball and Detroit Tiger baseball all about that same time. And I remember my other grandmothers being at her house, watching the little black and white TV, watching Detroit and Minnesota in the playoffs. You know, so right around that age, I'd, I'd say more along like, you know, nine, eight or nine really started to get into, um, into sports and what they were. And that 87 season, I just remember uh, my dad having an absolute heart attack over the, uh, the cotton bowl loss against Texas A&M, yeah. but then that 88 season, and I make fun of people who always bring up 88 season because it's just like, it's so long ago. It's like, let's get over and get past it. But really it was the 88 season that sealed it. I remember this is back when we had newspapers, you know, every Sunday breaking that paper out, breaking that, you know, going through all the scores and, and watching Notre Dame continue to pile up wins. Um, I remember watching the Miami game on, on TV um, and, a few, and a few others. Uh, but it was, yeah, that season really like sealed it. So like, yeah, I'd say nine, 10 years old is when, is when it, everything kind of like picked up and, and became a, just a, a huge, uh, sports fan on top of someone who just loved to play it in general. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're saying you, you weren't, you don't remember how early it was and you're talking about eight and nine years old. Diving yeah. yeah. Well, so you gotta give yourself I, a little more credit there. I, maybe, maybe I should. My, you know, my uncle was a, was a general manager of indoor soccer teams. So like when I was like five, he was, a, it was called the Louisville Thunder. It was an indoor soccer team down in Louisville. And I went down there and stayed a week with them. That's when I learned to swim. Like the, the Louisville Thunder soccer team just kept throwing me into the pool and I would keep drowning. And so literal, literal, literal sink or swim for Josh. Literally sink or swim. And that's how I learned to swim was the Louisville Thunder soccer team. Uh, and then when he came back to Fort Wayne, he, he used the GM of uh, the Fort Wayne Flames. And then it became the Indiana kick. And so I was involved in soccer a lot and I'm not really, really big soccer. I just got volleyball. It's probably my favorite sport like to play like straight up. Like I loved volleyball, but in Northwest Ohio, the guys are playing volleyball. <laughs> you play football, but I loved playing volleyball, loved playing beach volleyball. I played a ton of soccer um, just out of, you know, cause I was hanging out with soccer players. I mean, they were all over there for Thanksgiving, hanging out and shit like that. So um, yeah, sports became, like almost like non-existent in your childhood. And then all of a sudden it's just like smack. All of a sudden it's nothing but sports. Um, so it's funnier. It's funny to watch my own kids um, and th like their progress through. And I'm thinking, you know, like I'll watch my son play baseball and it's just like, oh, you know, you're shaking your head at something stupid he did. And then yeah, you really think back like, Oh, what did I yeah, he's, he's light years ahead of what I was, you know, at that age. So what the hell am I shaking my head about, you know? <laughs> so. And, 
and and like even speaking of like when you were a kid, where did where did like the Notre Dame affiliation in your life come from? Yeah, you know, so unlike many others, like we have no ties to Notre Dame. So, you know, my my mom's side of the family were all big Indiana fans, period. And my 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 grandfather fucking hated Notre Dame. He's from Wisconsin. He was a Wisconsin fan. He kind of liked Purdue a little bit. Um, but uh, so all that was one thing. And my dad's side were just were a bunch of Italian Catholics. So and I they really never none of my uncles no one ever really seemed that into sports in general. And I just Notre Dame was I guess going to be the team if it was going to be the team, you know, for them. And that's just kind of how it started. Dad watched them. Dad was a fan. And that's kind of where it happened. You know, my father and I did, probably didn't, didn't go to a game together until shit, probably until I was 21. Um, or something like that. It was, the, it was the Oklahoma game in 99. Uh, which was a great game. It was the first game we ever went to together. So, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Like, that was who dad loved, you know. And then, you know, all through high school, it was kind of a funny thing. You know, we'd break coffee tables. Uh, dad would scream about taking Ron Paulus's scholarship away, uh, which really scared the shit out of one of my sister's boyfriends as dad like threw something and screamed something about Paulus. I could see a boyfriend walk in the back door and then right back out the back door. Uh, so just, you know, that's it. You know, we have no family members that attended Notre Dame. We had, you know, all that. Now it's funny. You know, I have a brother-in-law that uh, is a graduate up th- from there. He's also a professor up there. Now I have all these, <laughs> these kind of, these little ties here and there, uh, but growing up, there was absolutely none. It was just like, that was the team. It's like, okay. And then just went and ran with it. Well, at least it started, I mean, it started with quite some passion with, um, with obviously with, with your dad. And I think that's where a lot of us, a lot of us happen to learn it, where we see, you know, our parent getting super into one of these, you know, one of these sports, one of these teams, you know, my dad included, uh, you know, shout out him. He's a, he's an avid, you know, one foot down listener. Yeah. Shout out him. But he, again, speaking of the 1988 game, like myself growing up, I remember being a six or seven year old and watching the 1990, 1988 game with him because he had it on VCR and would just casually watch it during the off season. So like I was ingrained very, very early. So despite me not being around for the 80, for the 88 championship run, I've probably seen most of those games and have a pretty good feel for every player on that team because of him. It's a good thing Um, to have in the background. It is. It is right. Where, (laughs) You know, some kids, some kids are listening and watching Disney. I was watching, you know, 1988 Notre Dame, Miami on VHS. Um, but kind of moving into the the more like your aspect in terms of when you started writing. So your journey to one foot down. I don't want to skip over too much, but, you know, a lot of times people, at least new, new readers will say, okay, Josh, one foot down. There's been a lot of stuff that you've done to get there. Can you maybe just do a high level overview of how you ended up at, at one foot down and the steps that you took with, a you know, to get to where you are? Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty complicated. It's a little messy. Um, and I'll, but I'll try to try to make it as brief and as, uh, as point filled as, as possible. Uh, <clears throat> basically, um, you know, I really got into reading uh, blue gray sky, really got into reading every day should be Saturday. Um, a little bit of Her Loyal Sons and, and House of Rock Built. And really enjoyed the blog, um, <laughs> the blog lifestyle. Uh, just, just, I enjoyed that kind of banner, that kind of sports coverage. Um, I was, was really jaded about, you know, newspapers anymore or, or ESPN and all that. I just, I just felt like there was a lot missing. And, I, you know, I wasn't a big message board guy. Um, you know, but I had pretty strong opinions, um, probably pretty wrong opinions about a lot of things too. But, but either way, I I didn't feel like I really wanted to get on. I didn't wasn't a guy as as combative as I seem, uh, and Jude can attest to this. I really wasn't a guy who wanted to argue with anybody about it either. Like I hate when people bring up Notre Dame at bars because uh, I just I refuse to talk about it. Um, I refuse to watch games in that kind of atmosphere too, as well. But but anyways. Um, Really, so I just kind of decided one kind of one day that I felt bored. I was fucking bored. Uh, I was, you know, newly married, um, a job I fucking hated, absolutely hated. 
Um, and just felt my brain turning into mush. And I just thought I, I needed a creative outlet of some type just to keep myself sane. Um, and I've had been, I messed around with writing for, for a long time, you know, just some short stories, uh, poems when I got drunk. Uh, but you know, lyrics, I was actually in a band for just, you know, a short while, um, which was pretty dope. Darth Lords, Dark, Dark Lords of Sith, uh, George Lucas come after us for that one. But anyways, I just felt like there was no creative outlook or output coming from me. So I said, screw it, I'm gonna start this blog up. So I go to Blogspot like everybody else, and I know nothing. I know absolutely, I know dick. I know less than nothing. I don't know any HTML. I can't do any of the cool stuff. I can't make a table. I don't know anything, man. But what I do know is that I had opinions about things. And what I also knew is that the Notre Dame fan base just wasn't having enough fun. I thought, well, you know what? There's got to be more people out there like me. And so as terrible as like the first like year and a half of, of, um, of Subway Domer was, it, I developed a character out of it. Now it's kind of like an annoying character, right? It's this, it's this super fucking drunk, crazy, you know, super fan kind of guy, but it gave me a voice and it, it you know, and I, and I, I use like blue gray sky and, you know, Jay and those guys that, and, you know, Spencer Hall over at every day should be Saturday as like, as an inspiration, but it wasn't anything like, them. first of all, those guys are like 50 times better. than I, well, you know, everyone could have hoped to be, to be, and, but my, I wasn't trying to be like anybody else. I was just like, man, I'm going to do this and see what happens. So it was a train wreck, right? It was just like, it was just bad. It was just a little thing on the side. You're just kind of doing it. Um, but eventually I started getting into like a rhythm of things and started creating, um, you know, like my own kind of own memes and all that stuff with what I do on the site. Um, and then just was like, fuck this. I want, I want a little something more. So SB nation, you know, was one team, one site, they were filled up. Uh, and then, but there was this, this other network called blog one. I think it's called the sports daily now. We'll more on them here in a minute. But so I just kind of reached out to them, said, Hey, you guys looking for uh for, you know, for a Notre Dame site. And they're like, yeah. And the guy I talked to was absolutely stoned off his ass for like <laughs> the entire, entire conversation. Like he couldn't, he couldn't repeat. Anyways, it was a funny conversation. So we worked out, we worked out the things and end up coming on to blog one. And I thought, man, this is, cool, man. I'm on this network. This is kind of what I want to do this. I wanted to get, kind of get to know more and more people like within the blog community. I started up the, the Irish blogger gathering, the IBG. It's a terrible name, absolutely horrific name, but there back then it was so dope. It was so cool. There was like 50 other name blogs. Everyone kind of did their own little thing. And it was, it was a time of just kind of like fun. And this guy does this thing. And this guy does this thing. This guy does this thing. And I started the IBG as kind of like a round, a round table to bring all these people in to get to know each other and to, you know, talk to Notre Dame football in a bunch of different ways. And that stood out. That stood out to a lot of people. As lame as it sounds, that actually was a huge part of who I am right now and, you know, where it, where it all came from was from that, from the IBG uh, and getting to know those people. That stood out to Notre Dame, which helped me get a relationship with the university too, as well. Um, as strange as it all sounds, but so <clears throat> I'm kicking it up blog one. I think I went, I think I went over there in 08 and yeah, 08 ish. And I'm there for many years and I'm making dick. Like, I think my biggest check from blog one was like $15 and I had some monster months. And it really didn't bother me. I, we kind of had a deal set up where I sold my own advertising and this and that. So I, and I, again, I didn't really care. None of this seemed like it was anything that I was going to do much with other than having just a side fun thing. Then at some point, my wife really got annoyed uh, with the amount of time I was spending on that. And I realized then when we were having this you know, argument about how much time I spent, I'm like, I think I got something here. Like, I think that there's something here that I can do that I'm like, maybe not full time, maybe it's part time, but I think there's something here. And she highly doubted me. 
I'm like, all right, you know. <laughs> so I had to make a decision about, you know, what I was going to do. So in 2013, I decided to quit, to hang it up and did a, <clears throat> did a retirement thing. You know, I had two kids now and it wasn't really planned. I, we took a trip down in North Carolina and to see my, my brother and sister-in-law and just decided while I was there, eh, I'm going to retire. So I did that. <laughs> and uh, for about six months, I felt, <clears throat> you know, wasn't on it and all that. Blogwood kept the site there, kept it, kept it ready for me to came back. I told him, I said, hey, I may change my mind, you know, but we'll see. So sometime around February, sorry, this is running long. <laughs> oh, no, I think this, this is what people want to hear because people are yeah, yeah. Like, like, this is my first time hearing this too. So I'm at the edge of my seat, honestly. Yeah, it gets, it gets a little more, more fun here uh, soon enough. But anyway, so, but, so in, I believe it was in the January, February 14, um, decided, all right, I'm going to do this. I am going to do it this, you know, a certain way. And I'm going to try to do something with this. I'm going to make something out of this. Um, and the big reason why something I left out there, uh, big reason why all of a sudden I had like this, I had, you know, decided to retire and then had a motor compass bleach report was throwing a, a shit ton of money around then. And they had, they had offered me a, a spot. I say offered like massive air quotes, uh, because it was really like this kind of weird interview. Um, Michael Felder, uh, old friend of, of, of mine, you know, from the sites and all that at it, at in the bleachers. Uh, he was at blog one, uh, before too, was at bleacher report. I told them if you, if you need a lead Notre Dame writer, you know, Bulls is the guy go get him. And so I kind of thought, kind of thought it was kind of a shoe in and the amount of money they were throwing. I was like, this is kind of like, you know, say life changing, but this is kind of life changing because they were asking for a whole lot. They're asking for like four, four or five articles a month. It was an ungodly, it was an ungodly amount of money. And like, yeah, keep your site. You know, we just want, you know, um, like four articles. I think it was like four articles in the off season. And then like a preview review. And it was just like, here's a, this is a shit ton of money. I'm like, damn, yo. I'm like, All right. Well, after like a couple, three, four weeks, they ended up giving it. I can't remember who they ended up giving it to. Uh, but it felt like they fucking slow played me the whole time. Yeah. And I was pretty pissed about that uh, because I really thought like this was, this was all done. Like I'm, I'm getting this thing and this is going to change some things. And it blew up my face. So I retired back to fall for or winter 14. I got a new lease on life as far as what I plan on doing, what I think I can do with this and all that. So I started doing my thing and I, I got no major plans other than what I'm, what, what's in front of me so 2000 and so now I'm plugging I'm doing more of a a lot more daily stuff you know if it's at least one article a day you know right around there um and throughout that time I've had staff come in and out um I had a hockey writer way back on when I was still on Blogspot. you know I had staff over at Subway Domer just a couple guys um probably in Hibernian like I kind of like would shut other sites down like there'd be a blog that someone would only like update every once in a while. Uh, and I was picking up a ton of traffic and I'd be like, Hey man, why don't you just come right on my site? I get, a, I get a ton of eyeballs, you know? And so whatever you write, at least, you know, people are, you know, reading. And I, I said it a lot more, a lot less condescending than that. Because <laughs> uh, I really liked the people that I liked. I really liked. Um, and I wasn't trying to be a dick, but I'm like, look, you probably got nobody reading your stuff. Get people to read your stuff. Uh, so that would that was going on for a while. Flash forward to 2015, and th- this was about as strange of a contact as I ever had. I got an email that someone left me a message on my YouTube account, and I'm like, "Who the fuck needs a?" Me- I, I've never, I never even had spam as a message on my that's a, YouTube that's account. A, that's a very weird way to contact somebody. So I would assume that someone was probably trying to murder me. Yes, that and it, and it felt like it. So I, I get a hold of, get a hold of this guy, and I can't remember exactly which, which person it is. And names probably aren't too important, and probably smart for me to not to mention names. Old liar, uh, but it was somebody from Fansided, from the Fansided Network, and they were very interested in in me coming over and taking over their Notre Dame site 
um, that, that, and that was slapped aside. But what they originally wanted to do was, in, was take Subway Domer, import everything that I had at Blog One, bring it over to Fansided. And so we, we talked for about a week, worked out kind of a deal. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And then I found out I got lawyered the fuck out of my own name. Kind of had like a, this sounds terrible, but you have to remember in 2008, I, I didn't give a shit. When I went over to Blogwin, they just kind of said, hey, look, you can either uh, pay for this server or we can like take it out of your paycheck or whatever the hell it was. And so for, you know, for the server access or whatever the hell it was. Okay. Again, this is, I was telling you before, telling Phil before this, some details are a little fuzzy, but. Yeah, we this decided, we decided was, this isn't, this isn't a full tell all. This is a tell some. Yeah. T- tell as much as I can remember without <laughs> seeing like an asshole. So anyways, so I was informed by blog one that they owned uh, the URL subwaydomer.com. And I informed them like, no, you don't. We talked about this. This is, this was the deal. Nobody else at that network had the deal I had where I sold my on advertising this now. Like, well, yeah, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have been doing that either. I'm like, I just sold an ad last week. Like, what are you talking about? So anyways, so once I found out that, once I found out that they were just fucking the shit out of me and I'm getting paid nothing on top of that, I was through. And which was a big move for me because at that point, 2015, you know, I had been on Blogwin for almost seven years, you know, and, you know, there's a big chunk of who I am written on those, <laughs> in those ones and zeros, you know what I mean? It's a big chunk, but I was, I was fed up. I was pissed. I, I couldn't, could not believe that the guy I talked to about the deal was saying it. So I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck you. So I left out. Well, the fan-sided site, or fan-sided was a little shaky about, they, I mean, they really wanted that. And they were, so they were willing to pay Blogwin money to bring it over. Well, Blogwin ended up highballing them and wasn't coming down off of it. So, so that was it. So during all these negotiations, there was another option that came up and that was to go over to, to Her Loyal Sons and, and to kind of take over as, a, as an editor-in-chief over there. Not like take over, take over, but you know, editor-in-chief status. They, need, they really needed somebody to like, pound some stories out and get, get the site, you know, rolling on the daily. And I didn't really know if that's what I wanted to do. I I didn't, I never felt like I was going to be somebody that was going to work well. And this sounds terrible, but like work well under some, like under people, like this thing wasn't about me taking orders. This is about, I'm doing this and I have to do this on my own terms because of my, my schedule, my family my time, you know, I, I, I can't be going on anybody else's terms, but I, you know, I love text, love the guys at, at HLS. They were, again, they were one of the, one of the kind of the inspirations to be getting moving and they've been friends during this whole time. So made the move, made the move, but still had an eye. I, I still wanted to be at that time. I just felt like these blog networks were more important than, independent status which is a backwards for Notre Dame right we're all talking about conference and all that so but I had just felt that there was the, there was a lot that they offered there's a lot that a network offers a site as opposed to someone independent a lot of, a lot of different things and I won't get into all that but. so I had talked to the guys at HLS about fuck it you know what about what about me selling this to fan side about moving her loyal sons over there instead and so that got debated and talked about, and I thought it was a, I thought it was going to be a go. Again, I'm five steps ahead of where where I probably was. Thought it was going to be a go, and it never was. Uh, the biscuit didn't want anything to do with it. Um, Ritter was kind of flaky is a terrible word, and I wouldn't use that. I think he wanted to, but didn't want to. But he needed a good reason why or why not. And I don't think, I don't think I gave him a good reason why, or Biscuit gave him a good reason why not either, if that makes any sense at all. So it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a giant mess. So I was over at Her Little Sons for like a week, like during Clemson week of 2015 actually. But because 
I was still going off of my own personal plan from 2014. I had felt, I still need to, I need to do this. I need to go take over over at Fansided. This is the route. This is the plan that I wanted all along. Um, I was just, I was trying to do too much at once with the Herlo, like trying to bring that all in. And I fucked that up my own, you know, my own way, I'm sure. Um, but in you know, my own defense, I think I was, I think I would have been right. But who knows? Anyways, <sighs> take a deep breath. So now I'm at Fansided. And of course, what do you know? What they sold me was not exactly what they were giving me. Um, it wasn't just taking over the site. Their philosophy was to have two people run the site and just some random person. Um, so the I got there and there was another site manager there, like, like a co-editor-in-chief kind of a deal. Never knew this guy from Adam. You know, in, in our world of blogging and all that, you kind of got you don't have to have, you don't have to agree on things, but you kind of like, you know, we have different opinions of tacos and burritos, right, Philip? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll have different opinions on things, but we all have the same flow, right? Like we could yeah. be in a room it, and I have nothing against the guy that was there, but we, there was just, there was no relationship. There was no flow. It, it never felt comfortable at all. They ended up bouncing him pretty quickly. Then uh, Bobby Norell, um, who, uh, who was with me, went down to as well for a little bit. He came over and it was just kind of like green. He's fresh out of college. This is like an internship for him. Doesn't know anything, um, but can, you know, but can write. No sports and can write a little bit. So we try to make it work. They tried pushing these slideshows bigger in hell, right? Oh, <clears throat> like, brutal. Which was one thing that I said I absolutely did not want to be about. So to appease them, I, you know, I was kind of tired of hearing about it. To appease them, I made up this, this giant slideshow, like a, like a Notre Dame bucket list slideshow. And it's fucking, it does incredible. Like it does so much traffic. I got the vice president uh, calling me, like I'm at, I'm at Goodrich in the inside of a factory. He's calling me up. I'm like, what? He's like, oh man, this thing's great. You know, it's just, it's driving numbers. It's going crazy. People fucking, they're, they're falling over. They love it. I'm chuckling because I think it's a big piece of donkey crap. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's typical, typical fluff shit, you know? Um, so that was doing really, this, this is all very short spanned. Like I said, I, I went over to Fanside in 2015. This was all happening. This whole thing with the slideshow thing, like around April or May. So I think it happened in, I dropped it in April. So it's getting all this traffic. Well, Fanside would only pay you if you had so many articles written per month. No matter how, you got paid per page view, but only if you had so many articles written per month. Well, May was a bad month. May is a bad month, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a, now it's a little, now it's a lot better. Back then, even just, you know, 2015 or 2016, there wasn't a whole lot of news going on. You know, recruiting cycle is different. It's dead. So we didn't write a whole lot of articles. And then I realized, fuck, we got all this money we're about to lose, me and Bobby, if we don't pump out the right amount of articles. We needed 25 articles, and we literally had 26 hours to get this done. So I call him up. I'm like, look, dude, let's – and Fansided was very particular about had to be over 300 words, yada, 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 yada. Like, all right, bet. I'm like, you want to do this, dude? He's like, yeah, all right. So we busted out tw like 25 articles in 24 hours to get to that number to make them pay us. This set off alarm bells everywhere. They were fucking livid. They, they could not, they were pissed. And I'm like, screw you, you know? I mean, like, how, how could you, you're going gonna to hose me out of this money and during it. Anyways, I couldn't believe that they were pissed. So they had to have this huge meeting with me and Bobby. So meeting day comes, Bobby Bales doesn't even show up on the video. I, I can't remember how, which platform we're using. It was a video platform, though. Bobby Bales doesn't show up. And I'm sitting out on my pool deck in my, in my bathing suit with a 12-pack of paps, and that's it. No shirt on, sunny. I'm like, fuck you guys. I don't care. There's like two VPs of Time Warner in here. There's the president of Fansite. 
there's like four there's four dudes and then my boss in on this meeting and i couldn't give a shit less like every answer i had was basically go to hell i'm gonna do it my <laughs> way it was terrible i mean like looking back it was really bad but i had just zero f's to give like are you really going to come down on me you know, on, on this, on this, cause you were going to try to sneak your pay out just because, you know, anyways. So that meeting happened and about three days later, I sent an email. I guess that was in June. Uh, like middle of June actually was that meeting. About three days later, I sent an email to my boss saying, I apologize for, you know, if that came off wrong, um, but, you know, you guys have no idea how the Notre Dame internet works. Uh, and it's hard to explain to you guys because you have no idea how the internet, Notre Dame internet works. However, I am willing to work with you and to make sure that, um, you know, the site moves forward and we're doing, I'm doing the things that you guys want to make this a success and blah, 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 blah. They're happy. Cool. Great. About two days after I sent that email, I get a, a message from Jude saying, hey, man, the, the OFD, uh, you know, Eric's uh, Bolton. He's like, OFD's looking for a new site manager. They're taking resumes. He's like, I put mine in. You should put yours in. <laughs> like, cool. So I did that and had the interview, had a couple of interviews, uh, end up landing it. And I, rough, rough first couple of months. I uh, felt there were some saboteurs involved, but anyways, but it was kind of funny. Like the, like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready to tell them fan side and I'm ready to dive in uh, and do what you guys need to do. And then like a week and a half later, I'm like, I'm fucking out. And then I took, you know, Pat, uh, Pat Sullivan was there at fan side with, um, with me, Bobby, you know, Bobby, I just started, I can't remember who else. Cause my first staff at one foot down was, was not great. And most of it was just guys that they just pulled out everybody left, right? Like yeah. everybody left that site when, when it was pushed over. And so they filled it in with some, just some randos that I had no idea was, and none of that worked. But the few of the guys that I had pulled from fan side that I got to know, like, you know, like Pat, Brad, um, you know, and then Bobby started to get things going a little bit. So that's the long story. Um, left out a ton of details, um, but I don't want to get too into the weeds because I don't remember some of the shit. And look, I, I was not the good guy in, in a lot of the cases. Um, the, the stuff with her loyal sons, I highly regret. Um, to basically, just, mostly because of how it affected, probably how it affected my relation, working relationship with them. Um, but I do not regret any move that I made to get where I'm at now, because ultimately this is what I, this is where I wanted to be at. This is the platform. When I got here, you know, SV Nation is a lot different now than it was when I got here. Um, I can't say it's for the better at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm still sitting in a good spot. I still have a lot of opportunities ahead, um, ahead of me. And, you know, what I thought in the winter of 14 really has come to fruition. Um, you know, and through it all, I went from being like a WWF character on Subway Domer. I went to be like being like, with fan side, you had to be like straight up newsy. Uh, so, so I ended up having to do that. And then it was just nice because having those two sides of it all really on one foot down, SB Nation just lets me, you know, they always let me just kind of like do whatever the hell I wanted to do or how I do it. And now you get me, now you get who I really am, which is a fucking psychopathic fan who will write a bunch of newsy stuff. Uh, so it, it's kind of, it's the, it's the guy at the end of the bar who's just like, God, this guy, does this guy ever leave the fucking bar? He's <laughs> co he's constantly got himself a burrito and a, and a Newcastle sitting over there. That's me. I'm the guy at the corner of the bar at the, uh, with the burrito and a Newcastle. But honestly, I think that's, that's what's really drawn so many people, I think into one foot down is when, you know, I think the constant feedback that I get from people who read one foot down for people who listen to the podcast, even feedback that I've gotten, on this podcast has been, hey, the reason I come to One Foot Down is it feels like the conversation that you'd be having with your buddies about Notre Dame football, which I think ultimately, I think perfectly describes, I don't want to say perfectly describes, but I think that really describes 
what you want to come across as and what you hoped one foot down would come across as. Yeah, that's been the mission for me from really from even from day one, even as I was like playing a character in a way, like people like, especially like language, you know, like dropping F-bombs or what whatnot. People like, oh my God, you know? And it's just, are you a fucking adult? Are you able to go to a bar and hear somebody cuss and not piss yourself? You know, I... I like, wanted I, have you have you sat in a basement with your buddies watching a college football game? Like what is that environment gonna look like, right? Do you have HBO? Do you watch movies? <laughs> I mean, just I mean, I, how offended are you really? You know, it, this is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but I wanted that more natural in you know, tavern bar conversation between friends. Yeah. I always felt that was important to uh, to come across as real as possible. And it yeah, it's to the detriment of I probably lost a ton of readers and followers along the way, but I've mostly stayed true to who I, who I am and what I do, which, and which is mostly to allow people who are smarter and and way better writers than me do their thing on the site. People like you, people like Pat, people like Jude, people like Brendan, everyone blows me out of the water talent wise. I think way out of the water. Which is great that I can, I think there's people out there that have no idea what they, what they have around them and think they're the linchpin. And, and, you know, in some ways I am the linchpin, but I'm just, I, you know, I'm the point guard. I like, you know, I can see what's talented out there. Like, I, can you do this? Can you do that? I can do all the heavy lifting. I'm a grunt, man. I'll do all the, all the heavy work. No problem. But people that are more talented, that I can surround myself around me. It kind of like a, you guys work as like, kind of a shield for me like, like oh this this crass blue collar motherfucker what what's he doing you know doing all this and then like you read the people around me it's like oh yeah okay well that's it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a fun dynamic it's it's i mean you i think you're giving you're giving us all a lot of credit too but it is i think there's something to the fact that you have brought us in us coming into it knowing that hey we're going to have to put content out there it's not like a do whatever you want post when you want it's we're going to have to get the content out there, but giving us just very, very loose parameters to hone in on what we find interesting and what we find funny and things like that. And what I'm, you know, what I'd like to understand is when you were building out the staff, right? Um, there's, there's not tons of us, but I feel like there are a group of us now who've been around for the past, you know, five years. I've, I think I've been, I'd started in the spring of 2017. Um, but what did you, how did you approach bringing people together did you think about it too much right. you, like what was going on there no <laughs> the, the, um so again like i said when i when i got to one foot down I, I i had been used to have i was already used to having a staff before i had one at fan sided i even you know and i had some at, at subway domer uh, at the time um when I got to one foot down, the kind of like makeshift guys they gave me, they knew, they, they know Notre Dame is a big brand. And for whatever rap SB Nation gets, I had a wonder, I loved my bosses, Luke Zimmerman, Matt Brown, um, Notre Dame haters to the bone, absolutely to the bone. But um, both of those guys, I, I absolutely love. Those guys helped me out a ton getting started, saw me through some really bad, 2016 was just a terrible season to begin with. So I won't get into that whole dynamic between two, the 2016 taking over. That's a whole nother pot on its own. But, you know, those guys really just, you know, a few suggestions here and there. And I was really open to, um, to the help. But as far as that goes, it's like weeding out people that aren't doing what they said they're doing. Like, I don't care. Some of these, most people, I don't care what you do. But if you say you're going to do it, please do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to hound you. I don't want to hound you. This is all just for most people. This is just a, a side fun thing. I mean, so I'm not going to be hounding your ass. But if you say you do something, I, you know, Hey, how about that? Uh, you said it was going to be Tuesday. It's Saturday now. But as far as like the people go, it's like, I've always, you know, I've always thought I had a pretty good eye. I like what I like. And I think what I like a lot of other people like as well. And it wasn't hard. I mean, it's not hard to find. Pat Rick is one of the funniest, smartest, best writers I've ever read anywhere. I mean, he is amazing. Some 
his articles are absolutely just like, you got to sit down and, and read this and take it all, you know, and take it in. Um, so the people, it was just like, well, let me holler at you. And so I, some people you knew from some samples elsewhere, some people would send some in. Some people was just like, I don't fucking know, let's just do this. Let's give it a shot. Um, Jude was looking for kind of like a more stable situation. He came over from Her Loyal Sons and he was looking for a more like daily site. And Her Loyal Sons wasn't at that time, wasn't posted on the daily. They were, they were doing some other things. And Jude was just looking, I think he was just looking for more something to do. So yeah, he said something to me about helping me out with some recruiting stuff. And I talked to him about coming on full time. I mean, Brendan was just like, a, it was a Twitter joke. You know, we said it on the last pod, it kind of reminded everybody like, he's, I can't remember what the joke was, but I'm like, hey man, do you ever think about blogging for, for a living? He said, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, come on. I actually Josh, I remember me. I remember it was either at a spring game or one of the games in like 2018 that you, 2018 or 2019 that you brought me in the box and you just showed me your phone. You're like, this is hilarious. And it was just like something that Brendan had said or like something that he had photoshopped. And then we were, we started to respond to him and he just whipped out a couple like quick responses right away. I'm like, this guy is hysterical. I'm like, oh, dude, he's this guy. And you're like, I have no idea who this is. <laughs> he's a great, well, like I have no idea who he was like as a person. I, yes, 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 yes. The at very piratey, uh, dude, back like when, when Reese was the quarterback, Brendan was pumping out, you know, the Reza stuff, yeah. you know, I, a guy named, this is kind of, this is all, this is all, all very Mac. A guy named John Maxwell was the first one to say Reese's Eastern alum, baby. Shout out. Uh, I was first one to use the term Reese's. And then it just kind of fucking spun from there. Uh, and I remember uh, Brendan was one of the guys that came up with, you know, one of the photoshops of all that. So Again, it's just like finding it. Lisa, I've known her for a long, long time. She was she had her own site and uh, for a little while in the in the arts. And I don't know, man. It's just like you, you know, people people reach out and they're like, "Hey, can, do you need somebody?" Sure, you know. And I and if I know you, it's one thing. If I if you've been doing work somewhere else, um, you know, it, it's one thing. It, it's a, it's an easier route. But if I don't know you at all, now it's like, look, man, go. Go put up three fan posts. Let me see what you got. And I don't think I've ever turned anybody away, but there's been a lot of people who have done the three and then have disappeared. Yeah. Uh, so so it, I don't know. It just building a staff is, is just interesting because it, look, it's not like I'm offering everybody like a like like part-time money, even, you know, gigs. Like, hey, here's somewhere where you can be creative, do what you want. I will work with you across the board. Um, and luckily enough for me, I've had we've had more than enough people. Uh, to really fill out a site, you know, daily, um, especially during the season, man, it's just, it's just a, a pounding and a, use a, a Tom Loyism. It's, and we're just grinding uh, yeah. every day. So that's, I, I don't know. Like the, the best answer is like the staff just like, it just appears like <laughs> out of nowhere. I think as someone who, again, I was, I think I saw that you posted like, Hey, one foot down is just looking for writers. And I had started. Yeah. I had started my own blog in 2016 on WordPress. And again, that's like, it's like trying to find a job in a recession writing in 2016. Um, in terms of just like, it's like just absolute worst way to start a season because my wife turned to me while we were watching football. She was my girlfriend at the time. And in an effort to, I think, shut me up was like, you should write about this instead of talk my ear off through all of this. And so I started my own WordPress blog and probably had like, 15 total views that season um because i didn't yeah. know how to do everything i was just making pictures on microsoft word and then saw that you had posted something and i was like you know what i am not going to get anywhere doing this where i'm doing it so i'm going to try to jump onto something that seems a lot more fun kind of is what i was what i am doing and so then i just right. i just sent you a quick blog of like a spring blog about why I thought Chris Fink was going to be a breakout player, but focusing on all of the adjectives that people were going to use to describe him instead of calling him white. And you just emailed me back and you were like, <laughs> Hey, this is exactly what we want to do. And he's, he's like, he's yeah. like I'll, get this, I'll get this posted on the site tomorrow. And I was like, wait, am I hired? He's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> but it's like you gave, you give people an opportunity who, 
similar to yourself, I just wanted to have a creative outlet because I'm always someone who's needed some type of creativity. And once you get into the working world and you just don't really have that creative outlet, you don't really have that sense of community. It, it, it was attractive to me. And I think, like you mentioned, you've brought in just some people who all are have similar, I say like similar, I don't say like similar personalities, but like similar things that they take seriously and similar things that they don't take seriously. And that has led to just, I think, a pretty cool community of writers here at One Foot Down. Yeah, and I, it, it, by no means do I like try to keep a quota, but I think there's a, a nice, healthy mix of of uh, Subway alums and alums because I think Notre Dame football only exists because of both. Yeah. You know, so so having a having a site that has both of those voices, which are which can be very different at times. Um, I think is is pretty important. Like so many university issues that, that I don't say I don't care about because I probably care about it more now than I than I used to. But but you know there's, there's just stuff that I don't know, um, having not attended there. That you know Jude is like, oh yeah, you know, that that's why they do this or that. like oh okay that makes it's, it's nice to have that kind of mix um, you know going on because there's just again go to a Notre Dame football game. Go, go into a section and pull out, you know, 400 people point to all the alums, point to all the subway alums. There's going to be a mix there. There's a, yeah. it's a huge, healthy mix. And that's what we're just trying to try to provide here, I guess. Awesome. Something like that. No, definitely. I think honestly, I, I think my, my goal today was to really get you to tell the story of, of how you ended up at one foot down, because I think people, I don't know what they think, but they just know you at least. <laughs> At least of a peak, I think because of how, I don't know, like how successful One Foot Down has been in the community that you've built, I think people just associate you with One Foot Down, but it's really been quite the journey. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and again, I left out so much, so much from what I told you there, and it, which is fine. I'm not going to rehash. So, but there's just been so many people along the way um, that I've met, become friends with and become contacts with, you know, people like like Wes, who used to do the OFT podcast, mm-hmm. who was also my sponsor when I became Catholic and stood up with me when my wife and I did the whole remarried thing when I became Catholic, you know, that, that came out of the website. Um, you know, Tim O'Connor, you know, the guys at pull three, um, you know, I'm up in the press box, you know, for, for most of the home games, depending on how my schedule goes, if I can get up there or not um, and away game here and there, but you know, like, being able to have somewhere to go to, to go put back a few before I head up, head up to the box. It just, I think people are, when they first meet me are a little surprised that I'm not some raging and maybe not so much now because I've been a little more public now than I, in the past, but people were used to be surprised. I like, was it just some raging fucking lunatic. Um, so that is, that is a little, a little, a little interesting, a little fun, you know, anyway, so. No, and I, and I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're, we're getting close to the end here. Um, but I think people have really, I think people have been clamoring to know, like, how did this get started? Because one thing it it never just surprises me is the community aspect of one foot down, but also how we work with other sites. And I think that's, that's pretty important because we've been able to maintain a pretty good relationship with, you know, the major beat sites, the major reporters, and I'm curious, were you intentional about what we were writing to yes. juxtapose, juxtapose? Is that is that the word? Juxtapose? Um, sorry, I'm trying to use big words. It's a word. I think it's a word. I don't know if I used it correctly, but <laughs> were you intentional about trying to be different than what they were doing as opposed to trying to recreate what they were doing? Because at the end of the day, we, we have really good relationships with all of them. And it's the reason why I've been able to do this podcast in the first place. Right. Yeah. It's... Um... I like to, I like one foot down. I like to stay in my own lane. I, I don't try to be something that I'm not, I'm not a recruiting insider. Um, but I, be, but because I've been a good boy, um, I, it, you can kind of say, you know, I'm not, I'm not running with premium information and all that. You know, I, now I have insiders on my text messages. You know, I know what's going on. Um, I, so I, I guess there's, there, I built up a trust level with, with, um, with some of the guys, some of the guys I just don't know, just like, just, just friendly with, but I think, I hope 
they kind of respect what we do. You know, I don't try to break news. I'm not, I'm not out there hounding sources and developing sources. You know, I, I thought it was fun. Like Tom Loy's story and Matt Freeman's story is kind of mine. Like a, kind of a combo of that, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to break news. That's yeah. not my thing. Now, when I do, or if I have a source on something, best believe that it's something that I fully, you know, I'm fully committed to it. You know, we had a, we had an incident a few years ago where a source that I had that had been 100% dead nuts accurate about a certain thing. I don't want to allude too much to it. They had been hundred percent accurate about a certain thing, like four or five times. Yeah. And then I, re- I, he comes at me with some more information about something I report it and then I'm getting blown up by like, by some guys on the beat, like, Oh, you know, like it did, but not just like, not even saying that I was wrong, but like saying like, like kind of like making fun of like saying I had a source. It's like, look, and I messaged him. I'm like, look, man, I don't do this. Like if I'm, I don't pretend to break news. I don't even put break. Even when I, even when I post a, like a commitment, I don't put breaking news in my headline. Right. Like I know the commitment's coming. I got my story written. It's ready to go. As soon as he says the words, you know, taking my talents to Notre Dame, I hit publish. There's no breaking news in that shit. I might have the breaking news banner of joy on the <laughs> website, but I'm not going to Twitter or going to, to Facebook and trying to pretend that I'm breaking anything. That's not my job. Um, Kevin Sinclair, um, who's with Irish Illustrated right now, was was on one foot down for a while. And did a, a great job, man. He was like pumping out like two articles a day. He was doing all this recruiting stuff. But I had a major issue with him calling recruits and calling recruits coaches. And why was that? It was because I didn't want to get too far down that path. Yeah. I want to remain analytical and I don't, I did not want to get, I did not want to be the, the other outlet calling, you know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to Kevin. That's what Kevin wanted to do with his, with his career. So, you know, I have nothing but love for him and what he was trying to do, but that was one of the few times I had like kind of put a stop to something going on the site because I just, I, at that time I was uncomfortable with, with that being what we do at all. So yes. So I, I try to stay in my lane. I think what I do is different. Um, you know, we're serious. We joke around and I try to have as much fun as possible. Cause I think that's important. I can say what a lot of these other guys can't say, um, yeah. and you know, do what some of them can't do. So I think that's important for Notre Dame fans to have, because it is, you know, 2022, it is not, you know, 1997. There is, you know, there is a whole different ways to consume, um, a college football season or college basketball season or college baseball season. And I think having fun with it more, more than anything else is what brings people back. People are just coming back for it. They get a tidbit off of a text message. You get alerts, you know, coming to the site and hanging out and talking about it. You got to have fun with it. So if I'm not breaking news, we got to have fun. That's what I feel like we do the best with. Um, so yeah. <laughs> No, I, and I, and I think that's, that's, that, that's hold true. And, and that's something that I've appreciated where we, and I've, I've mentioned this to the guests that I've had on here is we know what we do. We know what we do well, and we like doing that. And for us to step into a realm outside of what we do really changes who we are and completely changes the site. And I think people know that and our audience knows that. And I think that's, you know, probably my favorite thing about writing and reading one foot down. And so you know, the what's, last thing, what's important, yeah, saying, just real quick too, what's important too is that through, through, this, through it all now, you know, I've developed a pretty good relationship with Notre Dame. And so if I changed my mind tomorrow and was like, all right, I want to do, I basically want to do what Irish Sports Daily does. And if I had the backing of SB Nation as far as <laughs> money goes, you know, I could do that. I could be up there daily. I could, you know, I have all the access everyone else has. I've, and of all the crazy ass headlines that I've had and jokes that I've had, I've never once had Notre Dame ask me to take anything down or, you know, or any of that kind of, any kind of, that kind of nonsense. 
And it's, which is interesting because, you know, again, we do pretty well. Like our traffic is, like we are red quite a bit. Uh, and not, not to toot our own horns, but, you know, we do well. So it isn't just a, a few eyeballs here, a few eyeballs there. Um, people know us. We have leather bound books and they choose to throw that book in the trash and pull up their, uh, their one foot down on their, on the internet. So it's just nice that that relationship exists. So, you know, we can still get all this. We, we have this such a, such a broad spectrum that we can touch on if we want to and have the time. No. And I, and I think that's something that that's very clear. And so just to, just to kind of wrap things up. And again, I think people are going to appreciate the officially unofficial uh, origin story of uh, your time here at one foot down but is there anything that you want to leave the listeners, leave the readers with um, before we really start heading into the grinds of camp now? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for listening to the podcast, uh, both the OFD podcast and everything that Phil, Phil's been doing here. Um, this has been really good. Um, I was really excited when he approached me with the, with the idea of bringing the beat on to do more background stuff. This is the perfect time of year to, uh, to do that. So thank you for listening and being a part of that. Um, as far as camp goes, be prepared to be, um, how should I put it? Underwhelmed with camp. It's going to be a lot like spring. We're not going to, not going to see a lot, not going to know a lot, except for what's being told for us. Um, and I am fine with that. Personally, I know there are other beat writers that are very, it's very annoying and I get it uh, because they, you want the information you need to know, uh, but there will be plenty of interviews and all that. So they'll, they'll have their, their stuff to write about, but the, but what we're going to know about the team, man, there's going to be a ton. We're not going to know before uh, they hit Columbus. So just be prepared to be underwhelmed. And I think if you, <laughs> if you're just expecting low expectations, uh, then you'll be happy when you get uh, some meat thrown, thrown on there. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's with every coaching change anywhere across the country, things are different about what you hear and what you don't hear. Uh, but I'm ready for a, a pretty, I think it's going to be, this is going to be a tremendously interesting season. Uh, I think there's going to be all sorts of crazy shit that happens. Um, and we're still living in regular college football era rather than the whatever the hell it's about to evolve into after 2025. So enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Enjoy every minute of it. Um, and just, I don't know, man, get ready to have some fun, I guess. Awesome. Well, Josh, I, I appreciate it. I think all the listeners will appreciate it. And you know, your enthusiasm for football, your enthusiasm for one foot down, your enthusiasm for Notre Dame is it's just important. And I, and I appreciate one, you taking a chance on me five years ago to let me kind of bullshit and ran right random oh, things yeah. and do whatever I want. And um, thanks for coming on. And we've got uh, one more guest coming up to close out uh, season one, which we're really excited about. And, you know, as camp starts, we're obviously going to kind of drop this series and we'll bring it back uh, next year for season two. So um, Josh, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thank you, bud.